Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events. Whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, that is BLEAV, capital letters BLEAV, to receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I think that's the first time I ever remembered to say that. Uh, but I am joined by um, somebody who has been coming on more recently, and we're very excited about that. It's just him right now. Alex might be joining, but first I got to introduce the one, the only, the Maddie Double Dribbles, Tierney. What up, Tierney? Not much. I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, sitting pretty on this sixth man of the year award. Now that uh, Westbrook is supposedly going on the bench and everything I said about that is just coming together. And that's my one, my one uh, gem I'm holding on to. I think all my other predictions so far are really bad, including what I said about Minnesota. So I'm just, I'm holding on to that sixth man of the year. Uh, prediction because it's looking beautiful so i'm good other than that my internet as i was mentioning before the pod is a little spotty today don't know why cox is just horrible um but today is one of those bad internet days so if i'm gone like 20 minutes into the episode and you just hear dylan talking the rest of the time now you know why if that happens i promise you the episode will end very shortly afterwards yes I am. I'm fighting to stay awake for this. So. <laughs> this is going to be a short one, regardless. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of exciting things to talk about. You know, since we last recorded a podcast, uh, the Thunder had played the Bucks and they played the Pistons. Uh, in the Bucks game, there was no Giannis, no Chris Middleton, obviously, and the Bucks still just had their way with us. And you know, then we got to the Pistons game, and for those, and you know, we don't got to talk about the Bucks game because no. No, no, no. Nothing went right. Like even Shea, who's been having this crazy year, I think he only finished the game with like 17 points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like nothing was right good. in that game. Um, but then you transition to the Pistons game, which happened last night. We lost 112 to 103. And this was the game that, you know, those that were still holding out hope that, hey, maybe this could be a team that pushes for the play in. Maybe this could be a team that, you know, you know, rides their horses, you know, for the remainder of the season. And, you know, this could be a game that we could, you know, bounce back from, a you know, demoralizing Bucks loss because nobody really cared that we lost the Bucks even without Giannis because their defense mm-hmm. is so good. Like, I think they had the league's best defense 
And, you know, Giannis kind of plays that like roamer free safety uh, off ball menace. But other than that, like Brooke Lopez is a drop bigs crazy. Drew Holiday and Javon Carter as point of attack defenders, just dogs. And so, you know, nobody really <clears throat> was worried about us losing that game. But yeah, man, coming out to the Pistons, especially after the lead we had uh, going into halftime, I think we led by. 15, 16 points at the half. Yes. And uh, yep. our own Matt Tierney here sent us a sent us a text in our group. I was chat. riding high, boys. I was riding high. What well, what was that text you sent to? I I gotta look it up. It was uh uh wait shoot. I'll also be honest. So I uh, a little backstory. I had just gotten back from like middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. I was on a like a. A thing with some of my high school kids mm-hmm. and it's at cash oklahoma by the way if you've ever heard of it it's like the smallest town imaginable there was nothing there uh so i i totally missed the whole weekend um didn't watch the bucks game at all i missed it um and so monday i got back and i decided uh since i'd been gone the whole weekend and also monday i was like i'll take take the next day off i'll, I'll call i'll you know take some paid time off and i decided you know what since i'm off for tomorrow i'm just gonna have myself adult beverage and i had an adult beverage <laughs> while watching this uh this game and i got a little too confident as one does uh sometimes and uh came in hot time, boys came in hot boys and uh at halftime i'm still trying to find it um shoot yeah we talked uh, a lot last night yeah we had we had a lot i'm still scrolling up oh i <laughs> i we don't want to talk for a while at this point it was kind of we were just a little dead air and then out of nowhere 7 30 p.m yesterday i was like my brothers we are really good at basketball and then we <laughs> proceeded to just crap the bed uh the second half uh i also said later i regret my 04 prediction when they were still ahead and it's actually still a great prediction turns out because we've lost both games so far lost um, three games uh I three games excuse me it was the nuggets bucks pistons and then we got yeah, the, bucks the nuggets for the tomorrow. first yeah i was thinking the nuggets yeah i missed the nuggets game too by the way so i've i've been out of the loop a little bit um but yeah so still looking good and we've got the bucks tomorrow so oh and four looks incredibly good i don't know why i said i regret my oh four prediction um so yeah i was riding high um and yeah we're as we all now know, second half wasn't pretty. I also had uh, a, a small wager on betonline.ag. Oh, um, man. For Not for the game, because I actually didn't think they were going to win the game, but I bet the over, um, and uh, that also didn't, didn't win. Uh, it was like two, was 224 was the over, and they lost 112 oh. to 103. So it was a hefty over. I was looking, I was hoping for some points in the fourth quarter. Um, obviously from the Thunder so they could come back, but no, no can do. Um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't a pretty second half. I mean, we did, you know, silver lining was Shea looked back to his all-star self, like he didn't look against a very good Bucks team, but mm-hmm. um, he he put up his the what is con- seems to be now like the normal numbers for him on average night, 30 plus points. Um, so he was looking really good, but yeah, it just was like, they were getting out rebounded. It was, they were, and Cade was playing great in the fourth quarter. Um, so the Pistons just looked good and we just sort of like, like I mentioned, crapped the bed. And so it was not a fun second half. Um, 
But at the same time, we kind of expected this. I had mentioned this on the last podcast I was on. I, you know, we were riding really high when it was us and Cone and I think Alex was on that one too. We were all mm-hmm. riding real high. And uh, yeah, this we're sort of crashing back to reality on what this team is. Um, there's, you know, now there's now that we're getting into sort of the reality of the Thunder. There's now been like some murmurs about Giddy and like his his fit in that. And I think we had talked about that a little bit in the chat uh, yesterday too. And so um, just you know the the normal woes and pains of going through a season like we expected, where we're going to question players fits and um i don't think we're at that point where i i still think giddy will be fine in this system but mm-hmm. um it has been a hard stretch so um yeah can't can't uh i mean other just it just wasn't a good second half that's all i, all I can say yeah no the the second half was killer and uh <clears throat> before we get into the second half and, and this you know more of this game in general we got to bring in our other member of the podcast uh, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Mariah man, Alex Roy. What's up, Alex? What up? What up, man? Hello. You're Hello, in the pitch black right now. Oh man, I'm out, I'm outside walking, man. I'm outside. Walking. Oh okay. He's uh, getting them steps in. He's multitasking. Yeah, exactly. A little, a little disappointed with Oklahoma, Oklahoma politics at this moment, but it is what it is. Let's move on to some Thunder uh, <laughs> basketball. Man, you're on your, I, yeah, you're I, on your Brady Trantham right now. Throwback Brady Trantham. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I'm not probably. I won't talk about politics either. But I did see a tweet um, that the election was decided at seven seven hours or seven p.m. Oh yeah, zero one minutes second. one second. They knew. Yeah, instantly. some of those some of those races they knew already. Like some of those senator races. The absentee ballots or whatever. Yeah, I just thought it was yeah. funny. It was a funny tweet to see. So anyway, yeah. Hopefully everyone voted. That's what matters. Get, get hey man, that, that, that's how democracy. That's how democracy works. You youngins out there that are now eighteen, do 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 it. It's important. Do yeah. your due diligence first, and then do it. Yeah, the yeah. the NBA made sure that there was no games today, so everybody would go vote because NBA oh, game why? Night was, is yeah. why people can't vote in the smart. day. <laughs> Yes, of course. I had to watch this team that I cannot watch later on yeah. because we have no technology now to do that. But now, realistically, I think it was just to like open up like more voting centers. Um, it's also just it's probably game. good. Yeah, it's just also like a good like public way to say like, "Hey, go vote!" If you if you like stop everything that day, it yeah. Makes yeah, it I think I think you were I think they were able to open up some some arenas for voting. Yeah, so that's why they did. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, for sure. We did that. That's awesome. Um, so Alex, man, we're talking about this Pistons game. We just completely bypassed the Bucks game. There wasn't much to cover from that. I mean, we're pretending it didn't happen. <laughs> well, yeah, that was... because it's going to happen again tomorrow, and Giannis might be <laughs> a part of it. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. just lump, we'll just lump the two together in the next pod. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the Pistons game, man. And you know, I, I was just getting it into the second half. Um, so I pulled it up. We we led going into the second half. 63 48 15 points yeah we scored 40 points the rest of the game for 103 and the detroit pistons scored 64 points the rest of the game mm. so that was uh that that yeah. was the big thing and like honestly we still had a shot at the end of it you know it, it was it was kind of weird seeing 
Because Pistons are a lot like the Thunder in the fact that they're rebuilding. They're a young team. They don't have very good offensive rating. They have terrible defensive rating, unlike the Thunder do. But ironically enough, it was their defense, specifically in the third quarter, that got the Pistons back into the game. And, you know, the Thunder have been on that end of comebacks many, many times. Not even this season. Like last season, the season before that, like that's been like one of the calling cards for the Thunder is that they're never out of the game. And a lot of it is because of their second half adjustments, their defense, and, you know, just their effort and intensity. And so it was kind of weird to see the shoe on the other foot with the Thunder kind of coming out lackadaisical and the Pistons, you know, basically just taking our moves. (laughs) It was, uh, it was classic. It was classic young team, classic young rebuilding team. Always, you know, always thinking that they have to fight to make up deficits. But when you're in the lead by 15, they don't realize that the other team is going to come back and do the same thing to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's kind of what you saw in that third quarter. And then by the time, you know, it hit us in the head, and, you know, by the time that haymaker hit us in the head, Detroit had all the, all the momentum and, you know, it was pretty much over after that. I will also say like, I, cause I went back and checked. Cause I had thought this in the moment, like that the score is a little misleading cause they were like very close up at, and I, check specifically we were only down by three with three minutes left so it mm-hmm. was like it was close a nine point deficit at the end is a little misleading in that uh notion so um this was definitely a game even with the collapse in the second half we could have won it's just like i mentioned earlier i think i think Cade was really good down the stretch um so you know it was just we didn't have enough we didn't have enough stuff around us um, I think I, I just think Muscala I think there at the end too. The two stars played in two different halves, so I think you know mm-hmm. Shea was Shea was him in the first half, um, and then Kate yeah. Cunningham was you know he was very good in the second half. So yeah, where do you guys think Detroit is um, in comparison to us with rebuilding? I've always thought of them like where they are now is like about a year ahead of us, but. I don't know. Well, I, it's hard they've to been say. rebuilding longer than we have. I guess. Right. I know. I know. But I'm. It, yeah. I'm saying like where. Like I think they're. They're like a year. A year ahead of us in terms of like being back in like the, the contender, uh, platform. No, I don't think so. I think. I think they're a year ahead of us as far as like. They have more, draft picks. You know, their their Poku. I mean, their Poku is basically Sadiq Bay. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they also have a, a better couple players. guys. Yeah. But I mean, but, they also got some good players this draft that I think are like. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, we obviously have Chet, so it's. I guess it's sort of like. Yeah, I think I think we forget. I forgot I'm, Chet there, but like our dra- yeah, our our drafts are very comparable this year. Where, yeah. You know, Jay Nivey, uh, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren. Jalen Duran, you know, so very comfortable. Kate and Shea to me are sort of like the same where it's like, they're like rising superstars, but I, in that sense, I think Shea is a little bit above Cade. So then it's like, it's hard for me to know where they are in their full rebuild. Mm-hmm. Cause some days like to after, after obviously yesterday, I'm like, okay, they seem to be a step ahead of us. But then like you look at Cade versus Shea, they're, they're the guys on their individual teams that are supposed to be the guy. And I still think Shea is above Cade, so it's like, 
it's hard to say where the timeline goes. It's just, I was just kind of curious. It's, it's not, there's not really a real answer to it, but just kind of an interesting thought. I think, I think we win. I think we're ahead because it's Giddy versus Killian Hayes. And I think we won that, that battle <laughs> pretty significantly. Yeah. He's not been looking good. Yeah. And, and like, <clears throat> if Detroit is more successful, like in the more immediate future than OKC is, it's, a lot of the reason is because of the, the the conference that they're playing in. The Eastern Conference is like infinitely, you know, weaker than the Western Conference, specifically this year. Um, so that that that's kind of that. But I mean, I mean, Detroit's three and eight, and OKC's four and six. Like, you know, they're they're kind of on the same playing field at this point. And Detroit's been mm-hmm. one of the bottom, I think, bottom two records the past two, maybe even three years. And yeah. you know, OKC has done every like specifically last year. They did everything they could to get there, and they couldn't do that. So, I mean, I, I think the Pistons are a little bit behind um, from where the Thunder are, just because I mean, you know, with the exception of last night, like I just think the Thunder play more like a team. Um, you know, there's more cohesion, there's more chemistry, the effort, the defense. Like, I just think that, you know, the process is, a uh, you know, is more fluid, I guess. Um, obviously, the players are comparable, like, comparable, like you guys said, but also, like, you know, we just kind of sweep around the rug, like, oh, yeah, and then also Chet. But, like, Chet is a big piece to this team yeah. on both sides of the ball. So, you know, we right. can't forget that. But kind of talking about this game and kind of, you know, as Tierney pointed out, it was close at the end, and, you know, there was – there's a variety of reasons why this game got as close as it did and why we ended up losing. And um, this isn't really a segment. It's just more of like a talking point. Alex, I said, we're probably going to go a little bit shorter in this pod just because like, you know, the vibes aren't as good and there's not a lot, not as much to talk about, probably go about 30, 40 minutes. But um, this is kind of the topic that I wanted this pod to be around. And Basically, what's wrong with the Thunder? Like these past three games, the Nuggets game, you know, kind of looked like the Thunder that we had seen in that winning streak, that four-game win streak that we had. But in this Bucks game and this Pistons game, the Thunder looked like a shell of what we saw of them. So, um, I'll start because you know I just sprung this topic on you guys, but something that maybe not even necessarily what's wrong with the thunder, but what do you find most concerning? And something that I find very concerning is Shay's three point attempts. And, you know, I, I get it. Like Shay's been stupid efficient. Like, uh, let me see. What is field goal percentages right now um, on the year? Of course, you just want to do this to me. Stupid basketball reference. So his field goal percentage on the year is 53.9%, which is easily like far and away a career high. I mean, he's had performances where he put up 13 to 7 or 13 to 17, 12 of 18. Um, yeah, I mean, those were like the stand, standouts, but <clears throat> this is his last three games, three point attempts, one three point attempt in the last three games. Now, the games prior to that, that's, he had that's not good. Yeah, the, I mean, the games prior to that, he had six, five, two, four, two, three. Now, he hasn't made a three-pointer since October 27th. Um, oh, that wow. was 
That was five games ago. Um, but since he made a three-pointer, he's attempted six threes in five games. Again, I get the guy is playing at a ridiculous level. His efficiency is through the roof. He's getting easy buckets. Nobody can stop him from getting to his spots. But at the end of the game, I'm noticing something. We know Shea's a clutch player, and you know, in games like even the Mavericks game and you know, even some of these other games, he's still able to get to his spots and get buckets in the clutch. But late in games, teams are forming a strategy. They're trying to build a wall on Shea because he has shown in this last stretch of games, he's reluctant to take threes right now for whatever reason. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or if he's just, you know, feeling it from the mid range and driving to the basket, but they're building a wall to stop him from driving to the basket, getting to his spots in the mid range because he's not shooting threes. And also nobody's hitting man. Like I've, I can't tell you how many times in these last three games I've seen Shea just drive in and kick it to somebody not like open to where somebody can like get like just a, a slight contest, like wide freaking open. Like Shea draws like two people on the drive, including his own man. Um, I'm trying to think like, uh, I think Dort had a shot. Um, our boy, our boy Mike had a shot, man. Yeah. Moose was a flamethrower for a minute too. Yeah. He came in as like a big Isaiah Joe. I'm like, I mean, he was three of seven on the night, but he had some misses at the end that were pretty. Well, I mean that and like previous, previous two games, he'd also been missing. Like he's shooting like sub 30% for the year. And this is a guy that. We re- we really want him to be shooting around thirty eight to forty, which is what he normally shot last year. Um, yeah. So I think I that's a think, big a big um, release valve that's not working at the moment. Yeah, and I do think that will kind of regress uh, more towards the mean. Um, you know, I mean, it is early. You know, that's 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 key context for all this. Like even like you know any of our critiques that we're gonna throw out here, like it's early. Like we've played ten games. Like we haven't even played a third or a fourth of the season at this point. So the context is key, but like late in games, if Shea is just driving to the basket, getting to the mid range and nobody else is hitting from deep defenses are going to start building a wall for Shea Gildas Alexander. And a lot of times, you know, people build a wall for guys that are huge, like Zion, like Giannis back in the day, like, so you can stop them from getting to the rim because, you know, they're just a force of nature. Shea's not a force of nature, but he can still get to the rim whenever he wants to. So teams are going to start building a wall if he doesn't do something to keep him honest. And I'm not saying, you know, shoot eight three-pointers, four of them be step-back variety. like, And it kind of bleeds into another issue that I'm sure somebody else is going to talk about. You have creators on this team. Like you have multiple creators on this team, guys that are, you know, equipped to make quick decisions with the basketball, make plays for themselves and others. There's no reason Shea should not be getting catch and shoot three point opportunities. There's just absolutely no reason. And so with that, I'm I'm gonna kick it to I'll kick it to Alex here first. Alex, uh, what's uh, something that's been concerning for you in specifically this past three games? Um, so the rotation. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of the you know you have to you have to start building chemistry among the players that you have, and I know it's very difficult because literally we have a roster where we want to play every player out there. You know, aside from Kenrich, Muscala, you know, 
We want to play basically everybody else on the roster to include our two-way players just to see if there's something there to build for the future. Mm-hmm. But with that, there's no chemistry. Like, like it just seems like, you know, you put in Santa out there for a little bit. Okay, great. You put in Usman out there for a little bit. Okay, great. And then, you know, in those couple of minutes, they do things, you know, but they also do not necessarily build um, with SGA, with Giddy, with Dort. And so I think that, you know, Dagnall's rotations this year, even though he's probably having to do this because he has to find out what players he's have, he has, they're starting to necessarily affect the chemistry and so you're not able to see, you know, you're not able to start, you know, we went into, when we had that four game win streak, <clears throat> we kind of wanted to start building from that point. Mm-hmm. I know Thunder fans are getting impatient. They're like, yes, you know, four game win streak. We have a superstar on the team. Let's go. But I don't think the team is there right now. And so it is frustrating to know that you have potential but also know that, you know, I asked in the last in the last podcast. I asked, uh, what would a uh, what would a tanking team look like with SGA on it? And I think we're starting to see it. I think you know the rotations are on purpose, and so I think you are trying to not build as much chemistry because you want to see what everybody can provide, everybody can do. Um, but it's at the behest of you know us playing good consistent basketball and so that's that's kind of what's worrying me yep and that's all fair man i mean it's just been it's been super inconsistent and like you know just just kind of going back to the parallels between the thunder and pistons like the pistons played a nine-man rotation last night like they didn't play like you know a million players like they they still have young guys they'd probably like to get looks at as well but you know I, I guess they highlighted this game as a chance to kind of get right, as a chance to, you know, start going towards the right direction. And, you know, they cut it to a nine-man rotation. And, you know, that, that was able to keep some of these guys in rhythm. And hmm, we lost Tyranny, and it says that I have low internet. Can you still hear me, Alex? I can hear you just fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so, I mean, here, 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 here's the thing. Oh, okay, Tyranny's back, but... I think the I think the G League season getting started is going to be kind of good for us because we're going to be able to send guys Jalen Williams, you know Jalen Arkansas, Jalen Williams, um, Usman, our two ways. We're going to be able to send those guys to the G League for let's say a five game stretch, have them develop, and so in that five game stretch, we are going to be able to do a nine ten man rotation, and I think during those during those spurts, you're going to see the consistency that this team needs to perform. And so we'll see. Yep. Tierney, how do you, how do you feel about the rotations, man? You got anything else to add on that? Yeah. Well, a little bit, I was trying to, while he was talking and I'll try to make this fast. I don't know how long I'm going to have with this internet. Um, the, I was trying to see like, ah, dang. (laughs) Whatever he was trying to say, the internet does not want us to hear it. 
I'm sure it was very profound, but pretty yeah. sure I, by by his frozen face, I can tell it's very profound. <laughs> well, as as we're waiting on oh, younger oh, guys are going. Okay, it's probably going to go out again. So uh, <laughs> the Usman, Usman, and Jalen were the two guys that had the most minutes. That's all I'll say. I won't go into the details. The other thing I wanted to say about Dylan's um, thing with Shay is. Um, we had talked about this last week on the podcast, how we were like, uh, he's not shooting a lot of threes, but it's been fine because he's doing so great at the rim. And I remember we had the talk, like they're going to start, they're going to start like game planning for that. And now we're here next week. And, and lo and behold, they've been game planning and, and he's either not taking the shots because he doesn't want to, or he thinks he can get to the rim, but teams are now realizing he, he doesn't take threes. His teammates don't, shoot threes very well right now so they're just building that wall slowly and the more this happens the more they're going to solidify that game plan so yeah, i find myself telling shay to shoot it when he's like four on one yeah <laughs> which is fine should, like, hey he's the superstar hey, the law the law of the nba is once you give teams 10 games worth of film 10 games worth of scouting they know exactly what you do yeah and right so we're it's, 10 games we're in. about that point yeah and, you know, they know what we do. They know what Shea does. They know where Shea likes to go. And they know that they can shadow him because our three-point shooting has been atrocious. Right. So so, so now, yeah, so now it's like this is where it, it's going to be make or break for, like, the Shea all-star, the all-star Shea versus not the all-star Shea. So the thing, though, I wanted to mention was a little bit different. It, it's kind of related to shooting, but it was about Lou Dort. Um, it was mm. kind of a concerning tweet I saw from our friend of the pod, Andrew Select. Um, he mentioned yeah. that he took six shots last night, and I think and five of them, um, well, actually four out of five of them were um, with more than half of the shot clock remaining, and he missed five out of six. Yeah, um, like, and a lot of them were with 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 the shot clock still in the twenties. That's right. That's concerning. Well, well, one of them was twenty seconds left. It was it was two seconds left was his only make. And then all of his misses, he had five misses. It was uh, right. That was the one that probably he should have. That was <laughs> correct. But the other five, it was 17, 20, 17, 11, and 14 seconds yeah, left. So yeah. it was very, very much like, and and he goes on to say later, like in a thread, like it doesn't necessarily represent that they're all bad, but like he, most of those were rushed. Um, so it's more like, I don't know if it's necessarily Lou Dort. Oh, my light just went out. Um, Lou Dort or um, just the game plan in general. But I, either way, uh, like decision-making there seems troubling because I don't really care if you lose a game, but I do care if you lose a game and you're not making good decisions with the ball. Um, so that to me was kind of concerning and sort of like representative of a potential problem moving forward of like, whether it's Dort or somebody else, not just rushing the shot instead of like playing to the scheme or playing to what Dagnall draws up and like trying to play hero ball. Um, when anyone other than Shea probably shouldn't be playing hero ball. And then even Shea, I wouldn't say is like, he should be doing that all the time. So, um, I just thought that was a little concerning. It was just something I wanted to bring up. What did I, what did I tell you they were going to do in the last podcast? They were going to shadow what? SGA, and they were going to allow right. Dort 
to go ahead and right. score. We had this exact talk. Yeah. Or 18 points on 23 shots <laughs> type thing. And yeah, I said something very similar. Like, I thought they were going to start hounding Shea. Yeah. Where we are. Yeah. Uh, just, just a quick stat for you. Uh, guess who leads the Thunder in three-point attempts the last – including, the, you know, the 10 games this season, but the last three seasons? Lou Gens Dort. Lou Gens He has, uh, I think, 57 to Trey Mann's 51 this year. Uh, he shot almost. Hang on, let me let me see how many exactly. I know Shea was number two in he's, uh, three point attempts last year, but he's uh, starting to remind me of like a uh, offensively. He's starting to remind me of like Westbrook a little bit, where he's like overly confident in himself. Yeah, he shot good or bad. Almost a hundred more three pointers than Shea did last year. <laughs> that's insane. That should not be happening. And that's and that's with them kind of playing the same amount of games too. Because you know, yeah. Lou Dort went out went out with the uh Yeah, Shea the, played fifty six games. Yeah. Dort played five less games and shot almost hundred more threes. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Yeah, he that's why confident man, that's for sure. Um, the last thing I kinda wanted to talk about is kind of the elephant in the room, but also if you go on Twitter, it's not very much of an elephant. Uh it's Josh Giddy, man. And you know, what's just what's up with that guy? Um, let me uh, pull up his stats from this game. So, I wonder. I, w- game, I wonder if it's a case of like sophomore expectation. You the know? sophomore slump. I, I have. That's yeah. my thought. That's my thought. I, I, I don't really see much of this as a problem right now. I'm not really not not just my that heart into it. Like these are people. These are all people. You know, Josh Giddy just turned 20 years old. He's still very young. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he went out with the ankle tweak. And as soon as he went out, the Thunder started winning. And SGA was putting up crazy stats, getting player of the week type, you know, type type vibes. And as soon as he comes back, the team starts struggling. So it has to play on your mental a little bit. It has to play on your psyche a little bit. And, you know, the, the narrative behind the team is how are Giddy and SGA going to play together? And so far... Mm-hmm. You know, Mark, I don't think Mark has done a great job necessarily of kind of allaying those types of fears. You know, he's he's kind of taken Giddy out when he struggled. He's, you know, he's kind of, he's, he's, he hasn't played them together a whole bunch. Um, and so, you know, that again, that goes back to kind of Dagnalt's rotations and, hey, what are you doing currently? Are, are, you know, are you basically tanking while FGA is playing? And, and that's kind of what it seems like he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like, last game he shot, he had nine points, six rebounds, two assists, but three turnovers. Shot four of 12 for the game. Uh, o of one from three and one of two from the free throw line. Uh, if you look at his season-long stats, <clears throat> granted, he's only got to play seven games, like you mentioned with his injury. Um, but he he's actually fourth in, on the team in three-pointers, tied with Aaron Wiggins, uh, for 33.3% um, on the third most attempts per game behind uh, Trey Mann and Lugan Stort. Um, so it's like his shooting is like, you know, theoretically, like when you're trying to figure out, like, how Josh Giddy can play off Shea, is it shooting? 
And his shooting, you know, while it hasn't been, you know, Steph Curry, Seth Curry level or anything like that, like it hasn't been terrible. The thing that like really bothers me is, and I, I don't remember who it was I was talking to, or I think it was in the in the chat last night actually. Um, Shay, like whenever we went on this win streak, like he was cooking so much when he was moving off ball we were like we were drawing he was drawing like two guys to him like as a decoy and getting like just easy buckets for like i think poku lou dort darius basley like guys got easy buckets just because shea was moving around off ball if josh giddy doesn't have that basketball in his hands he might as well be a statue where he stands i i didn't mean for that to rhyme but it happened <laughs> um but i mean I don't know, man. It's just so frustrating. And then he gets the ball. And the thing that's like so intriguing about Josh Giddy is his creation ability. And like, we saw it all over the place last year. And, you know, we've seen flashes this year, but I don't know. It, it feels like he's like aggressively kind of going after his own shot this year. And, you know, we kind of saw glimpses of that in summer league and we was excited about it because, you know, he was bigger uh, his shot looked better uh, preseason as well. Um, but now that we're in the regular season, we're like kind of in the nitty gritty. Uh, Giddy does his, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's just not working and it's kind of concerning me. I almost, I almost wonder if he's suffering from a little bit, you know, you have the sophomore slump, but also a little bit of just highlight reel searching. You know, yeah, I could see and, that. And I don't, and I don't necessarily mean, you know, he's he's doing that purposely, but I I do think that he is looking for the assist, he's looking for that pass, you know, that amazing, oh my gosh, that pass went over the entire defense cross court and found the guy in the yeah. corner for an open three type thing, you know, and I think he may be suffering from that. And honestly, it's I think it's gonna take time to for him to maybe recalibrate within this offense, this offense is changing. This offense is evolving and he's supposed to be the, the orchestrator of it. And I think he's maybe lost in the shuffle a little bit with the gravity that Shea has currently. Um, and so this is going to be the, the thing that they have to learn how to coexist. You know, they have to learn how to, how to vibe off of each other based off of their strengths. And I think they'll get there. And, and I do think that a lot of it has to do with, people just not making shots. You know, Giddy's assist numbers are down, but the entire mm -hmm. team as a whole is not making shots outside of Shea. Right. Um, I think our team assists are down as a whole. That's the other yeah. thing. And never expected to say this, the loss of Poku over the last couple games, <laughs> you know, he, Mark said, you know, he was a connector piece and lo and behold, He's kind of a connector piece and, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of taken away from, from the, the ability of this team to, to, to play different, the ability of this team to play in a very unique fashion. You know, you have a seven footer out there that he can play a little bit inside and then he can play a little bit on the outside as far as a perimeter type player. Um, and so it, it's completely surprised me that his absence has been missed so much. Um, but, you know, here we are with Poku, man. Like, very surprising. 
Yeah, I think uh, Steve, as Dylan had mentioned, we were talking about this yesterday. Steve had mentioned something I, I didn't, I, I guess I just glanced over yesterday, but he had shown some stats on like pick and roll play percentage and ISO play percentage for Shea, and they're both really low, which sort of tells you that he's like off ball a lot. And um, I like, I think that actually plays into uh, my, I don't know if it's correct, but my vision of what I think Shea and Giddy can be because I've never seen Giddy as like a shooter. I've never seen him as like, if Steph, if Shea is Steph and then like Giddy is clay like that, I don't think that's the formula that the Thunder are going to have um, because clay is obviously one of the best shooters of all time, which is why it works with Steph, who is like this giant gravity inducing player on the court. Um, I think Giddy is more of like the, the distributor. And if he's not, Oh, Hey, there's a deer on Alex's screen. Um, if, if like Giddy is the distributor, uh, and Shea is sort of like the guy who goes and makes the plays um, from Giddy. And so, as I, I think we've all been saying, I think it's way too early to sort of be like, well, this isn't going to work based off what we've seen in like 10 games. I think we give him the year to figure it out, give Dagnalt some time to like workshop it, give the team some time to workshop it. And I, I do think they'll be fine. I think... I think it's a lot of different things aside from that. I think it is sort of what Alex was saying. Like, Giddy's probably trying to be a little too cute with it sometimes and, like, making the extreme passes where he doesn't need to. I think it's the fact that he's very young uh, and, like, our expectations for the team are way too high. Um, mm -hmm. Like, our expectations is in Twitter's expectations. Um, I think it's all of that. Like I, I, and it all boils down to like we we should not be making this decision this early. We just need to trust the process, as we say, and like let them figure it out and give them more than ten games. And I think I think you'll be fine. The the Shea stuff we talked about last week, the shooting, that stuff I think is a worry right now. I think that's what we need to be worried about. What I don't think we'd be worried about is the Giddy Shea matchup. I think we just let that run its course. So I, I didn't think this was going to turn into a bitch session, um, but the the struggles of Trey Mann have also kind of impacted yeah. our ability to affect games whenever Shea is out of it. Um, and again, you look so good early too. Yeah, and and again, I, I think I honestly think we have we I think we're developing. We're trying to develop way too many guards. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that issue without necessarily trading somebody away or anything like that, you know. But I, I, I do think that we are trying to develop J Dub. We're trying to develop Trey Man. We're trying to, you know, see how Giddy Shea Dort work all together, and then thrown into the mix. Wiggins change basketball, dude. Yeah, lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. I don't know. You know he's he's getting DMPs. Exactly, man. And, and it's mm -hmm. it sucks, man. It's 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 a it's a good problem to have, but it's a it's a it's you know it's a crappy problem to have also because you know you have a ton of guys that have talent, a ton of guys that you want to see how they look with consistent minutes, and 
it, you know, it just kind of like, it just kind of sucks that some of them are going to be lost in the shuffle, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. You guys kind of made the point about Giddy and him struggling uh, with his passes this year about like us missing, you know, Shay's not hitting as much and, you know, the rest of the team is also not hitting as much. Uh, we actually, like, I went back and looked at the stats. So I think for this year, we are averaging 43% field goal percent as a team, which is not good. Like, I, I can't remember if it's the bottom of the league or bottom two, but last year, and I, I even filtered pre All Star break. So, you know, there was no injuries. We didn't have Yurgos Kalazakis to throw into the fold on that. Um, but pre All Star break, Forty-one point eight percent from the field, like for field goal percentage. So, we're actually hitting more shots than we were last year, and Giddy looked better last year. So, I don't necessarily think that is like I can't put my finger on what it is. I don't know if I, I, I just don't know. But I mean, I, I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent understand. Like it's way too early to like hit the panic button or anything like that. But it's just frustrating because coming out of all-star break last year at the Phoenix game, you know, there was the whole, uh, there was the whole thing about Mark Dagnall meeting alone with Josh Giddy, she goes Alexander about how they can work together and play together going forward. They had their best game of the season by far that night. You know, that was when Shea went over the whole plan a comment and everybody lost their mind on Twitter. And that was Josh Giddy's last game of the regular season that year. And then we got to see Shea go on his like ridiculous run post All Star break, but and you know I get it like you know we didn't have any other instances to see them play last year, but like you know it's a new season. Like not only did you have something that clipped that night, you've had months since that night to build on that thought to be like, okay, this worked. How can we make it better? How can we make this fit work even better? And honestly, I think it looks worse than last year. Like, am I crazy? No, you're not. Not at all. I mean, again, our sample size is what, six games this year? I believe. Seven. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, seven. six because it, it, Shay, it is uh, six, yeah. Shay was out one. Yeah, Shay yeah, was so out one game. Sample size is six. Um, and so, yeah, I mean – it's not one of, one of the staples of wisdom and advice that Presty and Mark has said throughout this entire process is that development is not linear, you know? And so yeah. just because they had a good game, you know, the last game of the season last year that they played together does not mean that that's going to be a hundred percent carrying over to the season. Um, mm-hmm. It does look worse. It, it does look worse, and it does look clunky as hell. Um, but that's, you know, if you're a realist, that's to be expected. And so we'll see, man. We'll, we've, you know, we had a bad game against Detroit. But we've literally played two playoff slash championship contenders in Denver and Milwaukee. And, and I know Milwaukee was without their two best players in, in Atenagumbo and, and Middleton. But that's still a damn good team. That's a very veteran team, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So let's see how they do after this, you know. And they still play tough games. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, you know, a couple practices under their belt, a couple more games under their belt, 
and hopefully they're you know they're they're finding their groove they're finding you know they're finding their their momentum <clears throat> of playing together uh, but I, I wouldn't worry too much giddy kind of came back in a very you know a very raw type situation as far as who we were playing and you know and, and things like that but it does look clunky but i i always you know I, I would say preach a little bit of patience when it comes to to these two guys yeah and it also like you know touching on that context you know them only playing six games together they also didn't have the privilege of going through training camp and preseason together because of shay's injury so Again, context is key. Like you have to add it in there. I understand. I'm just, you know, just just kind of throwing some things out there. But uh, with that being said, you know, talking about we do play the Bucks tomorrow, and I I think that you know we thought this stretch was going to kind of define this team and what they are. Um, I think tomorrow is going to say a lot about what this you know what this team is because I'm not saying we're going to beat the Bucks. I'm not going to say we're going to make it close, especially if Giannis is playing. Like let's be honest, like those guys are Finals contenders. But just like like you guys said, trust the process. I want to see the process of how we're playing tomorrow. I want to see the effort. I want to see uh, the communicating, the defensive um, you know rotations. I want to see high IQ basketball plays. I want to see guys hit shots when they're created for like, I, I want to see the process of everything we saw working in that four game win streak. Um, I, I want to see it come to fruition again, because, you know, that's something you can replicate, you know, each night, like maybe not the shot making, but like, you know, the effort and like uh, the decisions you make, that's something that's, you know, replicable. Like that's something you can count on every night. That's something that you can control. And, you know, I want to see the Thunder control it tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to see I want to see four three-point attempts from, from SGA. I want to mm. see six assists from Giddy. You know, I, mm. I just I, – I want to see, like you said, high IQ basketball. And if those guys are shooting those shots and if Giddy is getting that amount of assists, more than likely it's situations where you have cuts at the right time. You know, you have – open shots being made. Um, and so that usually equates to motion offense, high IQ offense, high IQ basketball. Um, and look, I'm not necessarily hoping for a win. I, 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 again, like you said, especially if Giannis plays, you know, we're playing a, a, a championship contender. You know, you have Drew Holiday out there who, you know, he's been an all-star before and he, and he plays at an all-star level as a rotation player. You have Brooke Lopez out there that, you know, again, he's also been an all-star before and he plays as, you know, top of one of, you know, one of the top rotation guys in the league. Um, so I'm not necessarily expecting us to win, but I do want us to be competitive and I do want us to, you know, show what we're capable of in spurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at betonline.ag right now because I, um, I, what I've been doing this year. Which, which the show is presented by. I said that at the beginning of the show for the first time ever, Alex. I know. <laughs> and we've been plugging it. And you, by the way, you can watch the game. Uh, if you bet on it, you can watch it live on the app if you don't have Bali uh, ah. Sports. So I've been doing that for that reason. Um, so I've been looking at the some of the things to, to look at to bet on. Um, the Thunder are currently plus six and a half um, 
for the point spread. Um, I don't know if I like that, or I'll give you guys a couple options here. Um, I can either bet that, because I'm not going to bet against the Thunder. That's the one rule I have. I can either bet the Thunder to cover the spread, or over 218.5 points in the game, or under. I'm kind of feeling under on that, since the last game was kind of low. Or a prop bet. Shea Gilders at Alexander over under 0.5 three points made. Made. Hmm. So do we go over or under on that? Was that 0.5? So he literally just has to make one three pointer and you get the over. But if he goes oh, zero wow. again, which he has done the last, I think uh, Dylan said since October 27th, <laughs> the money's kind of favoring under on that. So I don't know, okay. but I can't I'm- bet against Shea. So. I'm taking the over on that. And I think, okay. I honestly think it's a, it's a little bit of strat- strategy on the part of SGA. You know, whereas one of the ways that you can soften up a defense is to kind of make them think that all you're doing is going to be taking it mid-range and taking it to the basket. And so if the, if the Bucks kind of play off of him, I think that opens up the avenue for him to attempt a couple of open three-pointers while being defended still. So... Okay, I'm taking so I'm that. Go I'm under, taking that bet, player. I'm going to go under t- total points, two hundred eighteen point five, and I'm going to go over SGA point five three pointers made on BetOnline.ag. Sponsors. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely, take the game under. I mean, these are they've been hitting every time. I don't know why I'm taking the overs. Well, I mean, still, like, even with the Thunder um, going through this bad stretch of play, I think they're still a top 10 defense in terms right. of defensive rating. So, I mean, you have two top 10 defenses playing each other, um, you know, probably go the under. Uh, you know, I mean, last game, what, it was like 94, 78 or something like that. I'll see here. Uh, no, 108, 94. Yeah. I knew 94 I was, was in there somewhere. So, hey, hey, gentlemen, uh, yeah, it's been real. Take it easy, Alex. You guys take Peace. care. Have a good night, brother. Adios. So, right. what was so what was the over set at? Two eighteen point five, which is actually the lowest total of any of the NBA games tomorrow, which is a little little uh, concerning. But I'll still take the under because they still have not been scoring that many points total. Yeah, I mean that. So we'll see. It hit 202 last game. So, yeah, I mean, that's still yeah. 10 points to give. So, but with Giannis back, yeah, hmm, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see who guards him, man. Like, I mean, yeah, I kind of thought Baisley was gonna come in to guard uh, Paolo, but we didn't start Baisley. Not, I, think, I think we started no. that. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see much of Baisley. We haven't seen much of Baisley this whole year. I don't, I, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about him. He's looked good in the spots. So I'll, I'll give him that. Um, you know, yeah, kind of, kind of the same thing I said about Poku, but you know, kind of staying in your box and thriving in that. Like, I think mm-hmm. Baisley being a role man on pick and roll big and like playing small ball five on, off the bench, he's been good. So, yeah. Also, uh, I was looking it up with the bets. Uh, uh, sorry, I just lost it. Drew Holiday still out, most likely out. Giannis is probable, uh, and then Poku is questionable. For tomorrow so mm. drew's out report hmm. well he's doubtful he's doubtful so hmm. shake we'll a pop off tomorrow then we could see we could see that over 0.5 three points made if we don't see drew holiday i like it i like it 
All right, man. Well, that is, uh, that's all we got for today. So, um, yeah, on behalf of uh, myself, Alex, and Tierney, hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Thunder play tomorrow. So, as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Oh, yeah. Also, hoop when you can. I almost forgot about that. So, do that. Then thunder up. <laughs> then thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.